BBC. We are on a mission from God. podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Qureshi, also known as The Q. And today's guest is an incredibly special guest, probably the most special guest that there could possibly be on the podcast. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, I am interviewing my mother. That's right. The mother of Q. Hey, mom. Hey, Amanda. <laughs> you can call me. You don't have to call me Amanda. But, but, but can, can me I call you Moke? You can. Do you still have the t-shirt we made? Yes, I do. I wear it often, actually, and people ask me what it stands for. (laughs) Wait, wait, it says M-O-Q and... Mom. Is that it? Mom. M-O-Q across and M-O-M down. So it's Mother of Q and Mother Mom, or Micah. Right, right. That's right. I remember. We we are going to make you pretend to be proud of us, even if you're not. (laughs) <laughs> I am absolutely, completely, utterly proud of you. Yay! It that makes me happy because you know, it's uh, I was telling I was telling the kids this. I don't think you ever grow out of that. I think you always want your parents to be proud of you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like you're the first person. Whenever I do something, I'm like, I wonder if mom will, you know, what she'll think about it. I always think about you like the first thing. Well, that's actually quite a flattering thing to have a mom here. Because I think that so. says a lot about our relationship. It really does. Yeah. And, you know, now that I have kids, I I think that that, I mean, I'm I'm pleased when my kids think about me and, you know, want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to make them feel like they have to please me or whatever, but it's just nice to know that they think about me when they're doing stuff and want me to be proud of them because I, I, I don't know. I am proud of you them. Know, it's an active <laughs> choice to be. Uh, carrying on that legacy with your family because you know as you come up to like being a a late teenager early adult you know you wonder is this really are are your kids really going to do things are you going to stick together as a family long term you know those are questions Mm -hmm. you ask yourself and at this age at this stage of my life I am absolutely confident that we made it yeah, I know. I know. I think about that a lot. We had some touch and go years and, you know, we were scattered all over the place, all over the globe. And uh, there were long periods of time where we just, and, and that was before the internet, right? So it wasn't even like we couldn't even have texting I know. <laughs> or or whatever, Facebook. And so we went for a long time uh, during those years without even talking. And uh, boy, I'm glad we're not there anymore. Me too. I'll tell you the most terrifying point for me was when when I was in Belgium and 9-11 happened and within seconds they locked down the telephone lines Uh, and then not only were we not talking for long periods of time or seeing each other for long periods of time now I could not even get in touch with you if I wanted to yeah that was terrifying so that was a wake-up call for when I came home to to spend more time getting to know you and Micah and your kids and your family unit yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just, we're really lucky that you guys are close and Mike is here and Janae's family's all here and well, most of them. 
it, 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 it does make a difference and I'm, I'm grateful for that every day. So, um, as you know, because you listen to the podcast, because you're my mom. Um, <laughs> it's my job to be proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I start the podcast with three icebreaker questions. Okay. And so are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the first question, Madre, is what is the last thing you watched on TV? Last thing I watched on TV was Father Brown. Sadly. Oh, good. Good answer. Yeah. Okay. I lied. It was Midsummer. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> They're all kind of the same. But Father, no, Father Brown, I actually, I've watched like pretty much every episode and some of them, a lot of them more than once. I love oh, that I love show. that show. And it's so hilarious. Some of the stuff they come up with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's charming and it's, but, but they also talk about some like pretty profound stuff in some of the episodes. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy it. And, and yes, some of it's pretty, uh, pretty hilarious. The, the actors and, um, of course he's funny, but I like, what is the, what is his, the older lady that works with him? Oh, Mrs. Um, McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes. I love how she always yes. goes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love her very much. Did you know that that is John and Joan Cusack's I mom? Did. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And and then she's got a couple of sisters also that I've seen in the other shows that are British shows too. So you know she they have yeah. family. Yeah, I had no idea. But now, but after I found that out, she looks exact or Joan looks exactly like she does. So it makes total sense. But I, I had no idea that that those two came from a like a big acting family and that they were cool. from a Scotland because or is it Scotland that Mrs. McCarthy's from? I thought she was Irish. Okay. But even still, for, for the Maybe Joan and, uh, and John to be from there, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good answer. Good answer. Um, and uh, are you watching this on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you even have TV anymore? Hardly any at all because the things we want to watch, we can get either there or like somewhere from Amazon Prime or, you know. Yeah, uh, we're not real network fan TV people. Did you um? Did you get BritBox? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have BritBox if you're yeah. into being an Anglophile. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I I have to say you and uh and Skip are just so funny because you guys tend to be more enthusiastic about adopting new technologies and like your media consumption than we are like Janae and I are at this phase in our life where we're you know by the end of the day we're just have the shit kicked out of us and so we just watch whatever like mindless boring stuff and you guys have all this stuff that you're watching and you're always telling us about these new things and and it must be nice it must be nice mom to be able to just you know pursue your interests without any impediment it, it is nice and uh, and I've thought about that because when uh -huh. I was listening to your podcast I realized that a lot of your uh, friends are uh, in the throes of their career mm -hmm. and um, they're neither old nor young really so they're kind mm -hmm. of in between and that kind of was an interesting concept to see the middle one you know, like, like I get the grandkids and I get to hear how they're getting ready to grow up and go to college and do all these things. And then we're going through these transitions as seniors, but you've working kids in the middle 
that's a different concept altogether. It is. It's a weird place to be because we worry about, we're bookended by people that we really care about that we also worry incessantly about. <laughs> yes. And we're all doing <laughs> off doing crazy things. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you and my kids. I'm like, what? what is wrong with you people? Just settle down. <laughs> well, and see, that's part of the reason we need them to come over for a day because we need to get the drill. You know, where, where you going, what you doing, so we can be ready for that. Coordinate. Yeah, yeah coordinate shenanigans. Yeah. I know how it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The second icebreaker question is, what is the last book that you read? Oh, um, I'm actually in the middle of the series of the um, Golden Compass. Oh, and what I did okay. not know about the Golden, Golden Compass, there's a, His Dark Materials is on Amazon, by the way, that goes through all these books. I see. And um, see, there you go. I'm into that. But <laughs> yes. I didn't realize that, that those books were based on... Um, the Lost Paradise by Milton, which is kind of an interesting oh, yeah. story. It's not. It's yeah. not really a children's line. Those books really get deep. Yeah. In fact, uh, the um, the Golden Compass series and the Narnia series were both really rooted in like Christian theology, which I found out later, and and it makes sense when you look back at it. Um, oh yeah. Reflecting. Yeah. But... C.S. Lewis stuff is even you know all like that I, I just think it's yeah. the uh, those kind of books but they it's interesting to see where it's going yeah. I, I I this last one is probably as thick as the other two books put together it's mm. really detailed so I'm taking my time so I don't get through it too soon because it's winter Okay, so now are you reading book books these days or do you read on a Kindle? I, I do digital sometimes, but for some reason I decided that I needed to go back to just paperback books that I could read because mm -hmm. if I turn off technology, it's not just turning off the machine, it's turning off the white noise and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because that keeps your mind real busy. Where yeah. a book is just a little bit more relaxing to, to read the words. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. It, I mean, even if it's psychological, I, I find it very comforting. Although now I just, I do a lot of audiobooks because I have to multitask. So if I'm cooking dinner or like going, you know, exercising, I can at least read, you know, an audiobook yeah. and still get some stuff. Cause I went for a long time without reading much of anything. Um, just cause I, like you said, I'm in that stage of life where I'm so busy. Yeah. And it does make a lot of difference. And I've actually yeah. gone back through a lot of the children's stories that um, now I'm looking at them reflectively from how they're really trying to write them. You know, mm -hmm. when you're just like a, another example is the Peter Pan series. There's a large Peter Pan uh -huh. series. And uh, the, I got a hold of this other series was uh, Jack Blank. And it's uh, a sci-fi. Huh. Before we started wow. taking off on that. So that was that's kind of fun. Wow. See, you're, you're having, you have a good life, mom. I do. It's not fair. I do. It's not fair. Yeah. And I keep busy. <laughs> you know, I keep busy. I keep busy with that. Fine. And I keep busy with, uh, I, I'm going to be starting another class in January, Zoom class with my exercise kids, old peeps. Ooh. What are you going to, what kind of exercise is it's it? It's just basic balance things to make sure that we, um, you know, don't hurt ourselves as we get older. Yes, very and, good. Very uh, good. It takes in everything. It takes in to making sure that you're mentally acute uh, so that you don't 
you know, lose focus when you or fall or something like that, which mm-hmm. we know has happened. And yeah. um, it keeps me in touch with my peeps, which is really important because you know how it is to have a tribe or, or yes. in fact, a posse. Uh, these yes. are important things. And it, when this isolation thing this year has not been easy for any of us. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. But but my final icebreaker question is, what did you have for breakfast? I had, I made myself a little of this hash thing with potatoes and a beef sausage. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> true confession, I chased it with a donut. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that because I'm old. Yes, you can do whatever the hell you want, Mom. <laughs> live it, live it up, baby. Yes. Live it up. <laughs> live it in the fast lane. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's go back to this topic about um, how you guys were impacted by the this year, because a lot of folks are like, this has been a really bizarre year, and you know, different people have reacted differently and for all kinds of reasons. Um, they're, you know, we're all in different stages of our life. We're all, uh, some people live alone. Some people live with large families. Some people are in good relationships. Some people are in bad relationships. Some people are able to work from home. So it's just, you know, uh, there's all kinds of stuff that the variables of why people are being impacted in different ways. But now you, uh, you guys are older, you're both retired and, uh, but at the same time you're both, or up until this point or up until the beginning of this year, we're both in- incredibly active and Skip was even working part-time, That's right? right? Yeah. So, um, what happened when it, when it hit and what did you guys, how has it changed the way that you're doing things at home and kind of moving about in the world and and how are you protecting yourself from just going bananas? Because um, that is a that is a legitimate concern. It is, and I think it uh, affects people. Even you know, for us being senior citizens, we uh, probably do a lot. You know, we're pretty high percentage of doing things out, mm-hmm. outside the home. And Skip was not ready to quit work, and um, no. it he's had a little bit of adjustment with that, and and but he's working through it. Um, yeah. So he had retired. He retired. And then got a little part. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And and then he got this little part-time job, which was really good for him because it got him out, got him stimulated, helped him think about mm-hmm. some of his, his computer stuff that he's normally doing all the time. Um, what happened for him, the transition, he, is that he went started getting involved with his uh, radio. He does a ham radio with um, his friends. Mm-hmm. And he uh, volunteers for uh, a CERT organization, which is to help during a, like a time of crisis if we had a hurricane or a flood or something. And mm. so he can get online and, and work with these folks. We can't actually really get together with a lot of people. Um, we thought we could just, you know, do that once once in a while. We could go somewhere until I got sick last about a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. What happened there? Um, I overdid it. And um, we had company, a lot of uh, the family company came and um, I got sick. It scared me, scared my mm-hmm. doctor because yep. it was a bad bronchitis. And, you uh, know, and that's one of the things they worry about with COVID 
is that, you know, you're going to get something like that happen and then you're not going to be able yeah. to uh, overcome it. That was a good yeah. wake up call. We did and we did everything right. So yeah. everything's okay, but we had to go through that just like everybody else. And if you never have to do that test for the COVID, folks, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> it's awful. It's nasty. <laughs> I can't even, like, even just hearing about it makes me cringe and clench my butt cheeks. Like, <laughs> I do not, the idea of that just makes me so upset. I don't want to ever have that happen to me. Oh, man. And it burns. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can just, ugh. But so you know I had to feel pretty scared to do that. Yes. <laughs> so, you yes. know, now uh, pretty much um, I go out daily walks. So I'm outside in the environment with my dogs, which is good. I see people from afar. Old people keep distance better than anybody. Uh, mm -hmm. Because most old people, in fact, all old people have something that they're going to be dealing with health-wise as they get older. Yeah. So we're yeah. all quite aware of that. Um, we don't go out in public very often as all, at all as far as going into public places like restaurants or anything like that. Because mm -hmm. in our town specifically, there's quite a few people who are not wearing masks because that's their choice. Right. Um, and, uh, but when you, you know, I always think of wearing masks out of respect for people that have illnesses or long-term problems. Right, Even right, if you don't right. Have a problem, so. Right, right. I mean, that's the point, right? Like that is the point. And look, even if here's the thing is, I I understand that maybe you might think, for whatever reason, like, I don't care what you believe, but it, you might think that people are kind of overreacting or whatever. But but isn't it a good idea to just err on the side of caution? Well, <laughs> like, you, like it's not hurt. Like it takes nothing from you, right? Like it's not like you have to pay a fee to wear a mask. It's a you know you just put on a mask yeah. and you're erring on the side of caution and you're also making sure that you know if God forbid you have this thing and you can't tell, you're not passing it on to somebody who's going to get hurt. Yeah, and it's just a human kindness, right? Right. You know, I don't know. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but the bonus was that they had in the beginning, they had these like special deals that because if you were a senior, like if you wanted to go grocery shopping, there were certain hours that only seniors could go. Oh, that's nice. Which was great because seniors are always careful <laughs> around each other, too, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just something you learn <laughs> after a while, like you kind of wave over there and, you know, oh, I like your mask. You know, kind of thing. Right. But uh, that that uh, that was a good thing. That was one of the pluses to it. Good. And then even good. now, like uh, Skip will go out. Like he's friends with our chief of our fire department. He's a ham mm -hmm. radio guy, and they get together and they do things together. And the first thing he comes in, and he takes a shower. Yeah. Because and yeah. even the even the fire department dude, they go to the park to talk. Right, it's right, not right. like come on in and sit down at the table and let's have a, you know a lunch. Uh, this is it. These are just minor changes to your lifestyle, and and I just I don't see what the big fuss is. Uh, you know, yeah, and if it, if don't. it makes a difference, because you know you know I had a long term illness that somebody else gave me. Yeah, and and that now I pay for the rest of my life because somebody didn't it took a risk. 
Right. And so I don't see a problem with protecting and not hurting people because you don't know who you're going to hurt and how long it's going to affect it. Yep. Yes, ma'am. All right. So that I'm glad to hear that you've, you know, protected yourself and, you know, you're being responsible, even though you're still kind of a little bit, you know, wild and crazy. Well, even, (laughs) yes, I I know. (laughs) My neighbors know that too. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about, um, I want to hear about how your garden is doing and a little bit about, because I, as you know, as my mother, uh, you know that I am the world's worst gardener and you and Micah both are amazing gardeners. So what I want to know is how in the hell did that happen? And like, when did you get into this? Because I don't remember. I mean, I remember when we were real little, you had the kind of community garden with her, with your friends, but all the other time growing up, you, I mean, you had some house plants and stuff, but you weren't really into it. And then all of a sudden you just got like, you became like a garden guru. I did. I actually did. I actually like taught people statewide. Yeah. yeah. So uh, w- how did this happen? Well, um, my mother was a gardener and oh. my grandpa was a, a gardener. And uh, you may have known this, but uh, my, when I was a little girl, my grandfather lived next door to us. So we had that that extended family thing going. He he also yeah. built houses, but um, so it wasn't that hard for me to pick up on it and and keep rolling with it. I see. And and I actually started doing my gardening thing when I was in Belgium. I took a class from the British Royal. I forget what it's called, but it's the agriculture folks over there, and which was really mm-hmm. I and what turned me on to want to do that was going to Kuchenhof. Kuchenhof is the epic garden center for tulips in the Netherlands. Ah, I've seen photos of that. Yeah, and that got me really going. So I started gardening over there, even as a rental. I gardened that guy's yard, which he just, wow, what are you doing now? That looks cool. Mm. And then I came home and I got that wonderful property in Alabama and I went crazy. Yeah, seriously, seriously. It's so impressive. And because you bought the house that you're in now, how long ago? Was it seven, eight years now? Uh, we moved here, yeah, eight years. Yeah. And it was, you know, one of those little, you know, uh, you know, uh, suburban houses in a, in a new development. It didn't really have anything it in nothing. it. It was just like a little house on a little lot with a fence. And you've just transformed it. I mean, it's it's a completely different environment now, uh, which is really impressive. Well, and that's one of the things that Skip asked me when we looked at the yard and it was empty because all it was was freshly laid sod and a new development. Mm-hmm. He goes, are you going to be able to handle this? And I said, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started digging it up and putting things into it. And you have a she shed too, don't do. you? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I actually have a, sh- a sign that says Amanda's she shed. Dang, mom, that is extra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, huh? Do not go in there, yeah. Skip, and you'll die. <laughs> well, he, he has his own space. Yeah, he does. He, he has the garage. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, well, um, let's talk a little bit about just your 
I want to talk about your growing up years because we haven't talked about that in a while. And, uh, you know, what, what is it that, as you're looking back now, and I think part of it is like, I'm in a very reflective place right now. The kids are turning 18. They're about to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, we lost a me, you know, a couple months that ago. Was tough, wasn't it? Yeah. And so looking back, like, what is it that you consider to be sort of your, I don't know, you know, I, I read a book by James Baldwin where he talked, he said there was a quote in it and it really resonated with me. He said, if you know from whence you've come, there's no place that you can't go. And so I'm, I'm curious to hear just sort of your description of from whence you've come, like, where did you, where did you come from? And I mean that not just geographically, but in, in all respects, like who, where, what formed you, what turned you into the person that you are? Because you're, you're pretty awesome. You know, actually, I got to thinking about that when we were going to do this, that I have returned to where I came. And in that, as a kid, I was really, I was very independent. And I was very um, by myself. And, uh, and you know how sometimes you can uh, read books or see, meet people or see s- stories where these people just sort of blend back into the background? They just, that, I can do that. And so I would just kind of wander out the back door and wander over to the river and hang out. And I've always been with nature that way. I've always gone and done done things like that. And then I started go, you know, as I go back and I look, I you know, I've hiked the lower Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, this out in the mountains, and I've been around animals in the in the mountains. I've sat down beside the side of a snowy uh creek and there's a little white uh snow bunny there. I've wandered through the woods and there are deer walking with me. And I know that that's where part of the thing with the nature thing, and that's why I garden. But I even do that here in, in a mega city environment. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's actually animals that approach me like that. So I've always been kind of with animals a lot. And I've mm-hmm. really returned back to that. And that is who I am. Yeah. And uh, Yes. Yeah. And I, no, I think that's, I think that's interesting because I do... I mean, I remember just throughout my life, you exposing us, even when we were very, uh, you know, we were really limited as far as having resources and things. You would make sure that we went out into beautiful places, right? Whether it was, you know, short camping trips or just spending the day at the park, we were out and about with nature a lot. Yes. And it's very peaceful and it's a very, it's a good place to get your space in your head of who you really are. And, and, um, a lot of crises have happened. You know how that is. And, and, uh, which have been overcome. Uh, they don't own me. They're part of who I am. And, um, and forgiveness, even, you know, things that happen with my own parentage with my mother. Uh, I talked to my mother when when I lost her, and my mother never talked to any of my siblings but me, which was a quite an epic, as you know from our background. And uh, then I just kind of moved on 
all all the way down the line that way and skip you know like that's why i have this big garden and that's he says what are you going to do i said i'm going for a walk and he says where are you going i go i don't know don't know until i get there that that right there is my mission statement don't know what i'm gonna yeah. do until i get there yeah yeah i you know what i have been doing a lot of that kind of reflecting about like who am I and what what is essential to my happiness? And I'm pretty sure there's this part of me that I cannot ever get rid of. And it's that I need adventure, <laughs> right? I need to explore and I need to discover. And I 100% think I got that from you. Like it was always an adventure. Um, and I loved that idea of you know, let's just go see. Let's just go see. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Let's go see. And it doesn't yeah. have to be in nature. It can be in a big city. I mean, you know, yeah, you've yeah. been to New York and I've been to Belgium, to Brussels, and I just go, well, uh, what's down this road? Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's find out what's happening over here. Yeah. And some yeah. of my biggest adventures have been in small communities in Europe that were touched by something that happened historically. Mm-hmm. And that's where I fell in love with my love for history. I see. Was to actually stand somewhere on the road and know Napoleon had been there, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so I that's why I got back, got came home and went to college. Yeah, that's right. You went to college when you were in your fifties, yep. right? For the first yep. time, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and decided to study history because it's your passion, and you were always kind of into history. I mean, I remember you, you know dragging us around to monuments and cemeteries and things when I was a kid too. Yeah. And I remember your reaction to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, we were just, we were like, why, why are we stopping here? <laughs> My favorite one was down here on the uh, Gulf coast. And I was uh-huh. trying to show you what happened during the Spanish American war. And I said, do you know uh-huh. what happened here? <laughs> And you and your brother go, we don't care what happened. It are cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, your unbridled enthusiasm uh, definitely carried the day, I have to say. Like even it was it's it's hard to harsh your mellow, mom, because you're just you're so uh, uh, what's the word? Not innocent, but just so um, un abashedly enthusiastic about the things that you're into and interested in and nobody wants to be the buzzkill for that nobody wants to be a buzzkill for that nobody wants to be like ah your stuff is stupid when somebody's clearly so into it and excited about I it. do get excited I didn't realize I do but I do do you know no, what you this do. means <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah I mean I kind of do it too but uh, about different things obviously um, and now, so the same dynamic with Nadia that we had, where I was always kind of like grumpy and like telling you to calm down when I was a teenager. Well, now I have sort of turned into this, you know, lunatic where I get super into all of this stuff. And my daughter looks at me like, calm down. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Life is not that big of a deal. Just chill. But it is that yeah. big of a deal. It is. It is. I, I, that That's something I love about you is how easy to please you are and how genuinely excited you are over small things that aren't technically, maybe they're not even small, re, you know, in reality, but 
There are things that get overlooked or unappreciated, and you you get jazzed pretty easily about them, and that's a good way to live your life. It really is, and you know, one of the things that I've always known about myself is that I, not only did I love nature, but I was an old soul. And and I remember one time when you were getting your driver's license, and this guy sits down next to me, and he's Chinese, and we start talking, and I find out that historically he was involved in the Boxer Rebellion. And that's a, that was a big deal in China. And he started telling me a lot of stuff about it. I was so stoked. I thought, man, what a wonderful experience to know that I got to meet this guy, you know. So now I'm always thinking, man, you need to listen to people. Listen to their story because it's the story about them that tells you who they yeah. are, where they've been. Like another good example is um, when you and Junaid first met. and um, you told me that you were interested in Muslim, in Islam, and I was in Europe. I didn't know what to make of that uh, because it was foreign to what we were in. But you know how I am. I'm willing to try. And uh, I was working at the International School of Brussels, and this lady comes in, and she's um, Algerian, and I find out that she's Muslim. And I told her about you, and I told her I didn't really know the what was going on yet, but I hoped it'd work out because I know this. I could tell by this guy that she how she feels about him. It's a good thing. And one day she comes in. She's telling me how the food was, and she says, "Would you like me to bring you a, a taste of some of that?" So I'm thinking she's going to bring me like a little Tupperware taste, right? <laughs> okay, she comes into the cafeteria and puts a tablecloth down and puts out all these different dishes of food wow and invites me to get to know her and i don't think that was a mistake an error or yeah. just a passing fancy that was put in my path to help me wow because she was that was epic for me that's amazing that's amazing and yeah food. that's kind of <laughs> it always comes back to the food mom <laughs> Well, it was. Every time, every time, it never fails. It comes back to the food for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. Again, your your verve uh, for for life. You know, food is part yeah. of that. You that, that's where you and Janae bond. I mean, he's that's his whole reason mission <laughs> in life. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, but that's what I was doing. That's that's kind of the point of this podcast, right? Like I was, I, I, I feel really strongly that every person has a story, and that every person is infinitely interesting, right? And it kind of chaps my hide that you hear the same people telling the same stories or the same sort of stereotypical uh, narratives, and and in fact, I think it's all of these. Um, nuanced takes and these really cool perspectives that are informed by a multitude of different experiences in, in people's lives that that is what makes humanity so cool and so and, and again I think I got that from you because you just really find people endlessly fascinating I do and anybody could tell me anything about anything it's amazing. I will be I will be checking out at the at this grocery store and the lady has just dumped her whole life on me. <laughs> and and for some reason I know what to say to make her feel good. 
Yeah. You know, and I oh, I good. think it's it's uh, empathy. I have a real strong empathy for people. Yeah. It, yeah. So, you know, I noticed that um, I, I can notice somebody just in a room that needs it. And I just kind of move over next to them and just kind of share the energy and help them out. Yeah. 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 You're a good mom to have because you have always been. I mean, I I recognize that in you even as uh you know looking back as a parent now i know i know how hard it is now to raise kids it is unbelievably difficult and you don't know what the hell you're doing half the time most of the time and yeah, and when you but but that quality of being willing to not project yourself on somebody else but allow invite them to uh to share and then kind of fill in around them and give them hold them right is is a beautiful personality trait and I I mean I've often said this I feel so lucky that you were my mom because this is the kind of person that you are and even when you weren't even when you didn't have a specific set of skills or competencies or knowledge or wisdom because you were young and foolish when you had me <laughs> right it was this this <laughs> this this uh quality about you carried us through and um gosh it's just i i feel i feel like that's one of the the true assets of my whole life like you know some people are born super rich some people are born super brilliant and i was born with a super awesome mom who made sure that i i didn't ever want for love and attention and care and that not everybody gets that oh I agree with that and and I didn't I I didn't get yeah. that uh, yeah I needed it but I didn't get it yeah um but so I know what it need, what needed to, I guess I knew what it needed to be done to do it yeah for sure for sure yeah, yeah. I, I think Mike and I have both had this conversation regardless of what we went through um as a family and and then he and I individually when we kind of went out on our own and struggled for a long time uh the thing i think that saved us was that foundational relationship with you because there was always that um when when you are truly loved especially as a child you you can't help but value yourself right oh, absolutely. and there's a Right. Yeah. So there's a point when like you may be down and out and you're like, I, I don't actually deserve, I, I'm better. I, I'm better than this. I deserve better than this. I've had better than this. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and that motivates you to either draw boundaries or get yourself out or ask for help or do whatever you need to do because you know that, that it's, that you have value as a person and th there's no replacement for that well and i think one of the things i've said both to you and micah is don't take shit from people don't don't mm -hmm. let people convince you you're not worthwhile yeah because i know what that feels like yeah. and it it can break you or it can make you and for me it made me because i never really broke i just got down yeah so i'm happy about that but i don't want you guys ever giving in to somebody else's ideal of who you are when it's wrong. Yeah. It's really hard not to though. I mean, you know this because the, the world, that's just how the world works. 
right? And that's how cultures and societies and communities work is people are constantly trying to define who you are and what you're supposed to be. And I remember when I was a kid, you used to tell me all the time, um, that's not, you know, who gets to decide what's normal, right? You get to decide what's normal. Um, just because other people say this is normal doesn't mean that it's it's what you have to do, right? What, what's normal for you? And I remember, um, you know, it, when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But but as you get older, as you get older, well, you know, you're right. cons- you know, when you're a kid, your concerns are very, you know, yeah, basic, yeah, you know, basic, right? And you're thinking about, you know, things in a very different context. Yeah. Um, but as you get older and you start to have to make choices and create a life for yourself, I think that that, that really helps with that. Um, and it, it's, it is, but it is hard. It's hard not to devalue yourself when the system that you live in has a certain set of values and you don't fall within that or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then to find out that that wasn't even something that was going to work for you anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a long, long That's a whole damn story. On, yeah, a whole story onto itself because, you know, to, to put that much energy to, into a space that didn't work, wasn't even intended to work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an education. Yep, yep. Well, um, if there's anything that... Uh, that that taught me it's that it's okay to be weird and and not conform if you really feel like you don't belong there or it doesn't work for yeah. you and and again i i think that i was able to do that in a lot of situations because i knew that even if i lost my friends or i you know i was rejected by this community i'd always have my mom yeah. right I, I mean, you were always there, this unconditional kind of like, I'm always going to be here for you. So do what you need to do. Um, allowed me to take risks where I needed to because I, I didn't ever feel like I was going to lose everything. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard not to give give your kid that. I wanted that as a kid. And, mm-hmm. uh, and my mom regretted it. You know, she told me yeah. that. But, uh, but I understand, too, a lot now as an older person just how hard it is being a mom and my mom during the 60s single mom with six kids working a job owning her own house and her own car now that's that is a woman that knows what women's live is all about (laughs) yeah 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 no i i i feel like um one of the one of the downfalls of making a lot of progress really quickly is that people lose sight of where where we came from and how drastically things have changed and what a difference it is. Because um, both of my grandmothers, I I look at them as I look at them as survivors. Right, oh, yeah. they survived oh, yeah. a very difficult situation, and it wasn't. It's not that they didn't love their families and their husbands, but also they were put into some pretty shitty situations for much of their adult life because of the way that our society is structured. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I mean, I'm, whenever, whenever I like hear about people, you know, grumbling about women's liberation or the women's movement, I like think about them. I think about grandma Ethel and grandma Kathy. And I'm like, 
yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I know. Yeah. Like, I've talked to my grandmas. I know what it was I mean, like. You know, and, and we didn't even step out of that till I was in my 40s. Yeah. Because I was still working a job where women didn't get the same pay for the same job. Yeah. And yeah. that was in the, the 80s, 1980s, yeah. 1990s. Yep. They didn't even pass a law to protect you from your husband till 1987. Yeah. And you know where that went. <laughs> Don't even pester me about that one, buddies. <laughs> but that was my mom talking. You could you could yeah. do it. You don't have to take it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think both our kit. You know, go ahead. I think that that's part of the reason I did. I'm not real shook up about what's happened in the last couple of years. Uh, mm -hmm. politically for us is because I've already lived through my president getting killed. I've already lived through my civil rights leader getting killed. I've already uh -huh. lived through people being angry like this. And, you know, I know we can get along if we want to. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why we're not getting along. I, I think maybe a, a, a lot of it is because we haven't been able to harness the media and our social media thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like uh, giving kids too much money to play with and they don't know what to do with it. I think that's right. I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, I I actually feel really sad that we don't. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot that's been said about this, that we don't value um, age in our culture. Um, but that kind of long view and those different perspectives of having lived through things that are as bad, if not worst in the past really helps inform us now not it not that it makes it's not a pissing contest you know it's not saying you know well we had it really bad it's it's saying we were there we've come this far you can do it don't be anxious don't be afraid have courage go forward because it can change it does change i've seen it change this we are changing Yes. There's no stagnation here. We're in the middle of an right. epic historical movement. Yeah. And I, I I see it. I mean, people are going to look back and say, do you remember what happened back then? And yeah. this was like, for me, this is big like the revolution. Or the, Which revolution? The, the American Revolution, the Civil War. Uh -huh. This is a big movement we're moving through. Yeah. And, and it hurt then. It's going to hurt us a little bit. So yeah. we'll get through it. You know? Yep. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. We're going to we're gonna get through it uh, as... Who said it? Was it the Beatles? Joe Cocker? Probably the Beatles. They always said... They talked about stuff like that. Oh, we'll get yeah, by. It, with a little help from our friends. The Beatles. <laughs> I think Joe Cocker did a version yeah. of it. We'll get by with a little help from our friends and our family and our moms and our dads and all the people that care about us. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to draw this conversation to a close, even though uh, I could, I, you know, I mean, you're my mom. I could talk to you for days and, and I love you so much. And I hope you will come back for another episode because we have, we have much more we could be discussing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, definitely. Tacos. <laughs> um, 
Is there any <laughs> any parting words besides tacos that you want to share with the world, Mom? The best thing I have are my kids. Those that oh. is the biggest gift I have. If I go out of this world knowing that I was loved by these people I love so much, I have achieved. Oh, well, that's easy because yes, we love you. We love you a lot. And I, you know, and I just want to say that another reason why I started doing these podcasts is because after after Omni died, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my mother-in-law, those listening, I I thought and she was here with us in our house for a month. And I thought, why did I not record her this whole time? I should have just like, had her telling us stories oh, the yeah. whole time and recording her. And uh, and that was part of it, too, is I was thinking, I, I want to preserve some of the things that I value in the people around me uh, in case I lose them or in case something happens. Because I, I mean, that's, there's value there, right? Not just in you know, the, you know, what you can do or teach, but, but just in the relationship and in the, the way that you are and the way that you think about things. And I, I was worried about you through that. That was the first, that yeah. was the first time that I know of that you have ever been exposed to something that epic. It was so intense. Yeah. It was so intense. And, uh, but at the same time, I didn't react as badly as I thought I would. I actually was, um, I, I thought I would fall completely apart. It was profound. It was a profound uh, experience to watch somebody uh, die yeah. and 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 hold them after they were dead and and say goodbye to them in that yes. way. And it really actually um, it it made me realize a lot of things about what I want out of life while I'm still here and what I went out of the relationships with the people around me while we're all still here. Yes. And, and for that, I am very grateful. Um, I, I wish we had not had to lose her. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm also that grateful for that experience. Yeah. Because we have built such a good relationship as a family all the way around. I mean, I, I considered I her my equal on the other side. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. she was only two weeks yo- younger than me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know. That, and I'm still going and it's just, yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. Yep. For yep. sure. Well, uh, you take care of yourself. You stick around as long as you can, please. I will. I'm working at it really good. <laughs> okay, I might good. even keep that um, old crazy man with me. I don't know. Okay. Yes, please do. Yes, please do. <laughs> All right, Mama. I will. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon, and uh, please come back for okay, another episode. Thank you. Have a good day, baby. Girl. All right. Oh, All can right. I, say I that? love you. You okay. can. Of course. <laughs> See you later. Okay. Bye. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves.